0: Chapter 37. Check this out, Amari said to us on Monday morning. We were in the schoolyard before class, and the day was surprisingly warm. Amari opened his book and slowly started turning the pages. We all leaned in over the pictures, and there we were, on every single page. Tiago shooting webs from his hands over buildings and vans and cars, Esteban flying over an ocean and far down below him, the same tiny man over and over again with a t-shirt on that said, "Puppy." Holly was Catwoman in a fancy building, her sneakers almost bigger than the rest of her, and we all laughed. When Amari turned the page again, there I was. My hair, a mess of curly red wires, that seemed to be shooting electricity. That's tight, Ashton said. It's like I've always had my superpower with me, I said. I was born with red hair. Yep, Amari looked up at me and smiled. That's the cool thing. There's all kinds of ways to get your superpower. You take somebody like Superman, who is born with a superpower, and somebody like Spider-Man, The way he got his power was kind of tragic, right? But then it became this good thing. That's what's up. That night, as I waited for my uncle to come say goodnight, I thought about Amari's drawing of me, about the brilliance of my hair, the superpower in it. And I thought about my mother and father. Tragedy is strange. It takes away and it gives too. I couldn't ever imagine a life without my uncle, his laughing, his stories, the way he looks at the world. But until I saw Amari's drawing, I hadn't really thought about my hair. The power is both my mom and dad running through it, through me, and their moms and dads, and theirs, the A and B of me, the C and D, as Holly said. I smiled. My mom was gone, but she was continuing too, inside of me, and that was its own superpower. You ready, my uncle said. He stood in the doorway, holding his guitar. Before my father went to prison, they played music together. My father on the piano, my uncle on the guitar. Lame songs about mountains and clouds and rainbows, my uncle said. But then, when my father went away, my uncle started writing his own music, telling stories in his songs. Sometimes he played them for me. I liked falling asleep to the quiet hum of his guitar and his soft voice, the notes trembling. My uncle had lived through it all. The car accident, my father being taken away, him suddenly being not just my uncle, but my mom and dad, too. He was my superhero. Yeah, I said. I wanted to tell him about the day, but instead, I pulled the covers up over me and smiled. My uncle sat in the small chair at the foot of my bed and started strumming his guitar. Chapter 38 When we came back to school after Easter break, Esteban was gone. Where? We asked Miss Laverne. Home to the Dominican Republic. The family left on Sunday. But he, he didn't tell us, we said. He didn't know, Ms. Leverne said. She said, I'm sorry. She said, let's just do what we want today. She said, I know you all will miss him terribly. Omari looked at his drawings. Tiago put his head down on his desk. After a while, I could hear quiet sobbing. Ashton stared out the window. The sun was so bright, the building seemed sharp enough to cut someone. Holly got up and walked around the classroom, pulling books off the shelves and then putting them back again. After a few minutes, she went back to her seat, took out her knitting, then put it back, then took it out again and started knitting, the needles clicking and scraping against each other. I took out the recorder, turned the volume down low, and played the last poem Esteban had read to us, his sweet voice filling the classroom. And when his missing feels like it's going to break him into pieces, tell him it won't. Tell him that he is made of the iron of grandfathers and grandmothers and their grandfathers and grandmothers, people who were human and worked hard and had dreams. Tell them how to hold on to his dreams because his abuela and abuelo still believe in the power of dreams. Tell him he is their dream and he is my dream and he is the dream come true of the ancestors. We are all the dream come true of the people who came before us. And when he asks, tell him I am fine. Tell him I am free. Tell him the mountains go on and on. And where they stop, Pico Duerta's peak peak points up like a lips, tell, telling God a story. Maybe this mountain sings of promises and families broken. Maybe it holds inside it a beautifully remembered dream. Tell him to hold inside himself all good memories, hugs, friends, laughter. Tomorrow holds no promises, but now is not the time for tears. Chapter 39. In June, just before the school year ended, we met in the ARTT room one last time. Amari said, I'm going to miss you guys. Me too, Tiago said. Me too, Ashton said. You guys are awesome. There was air in the room where Esteban's Me Too would have been. We have left his desk where it was, left the pillow he sat on in the window, and it felt like a ghost in the room, like he was still with us, telling us about his poppy baseball season poetry. Me too, I said, looking at his empty seat. I hoped he was in the Dominican Republic. I hoped that he and his poppy were catching baseballs and swimming in the ocean. I hoped that the family was together and safe and happy. Holly looked around at us. It's just the summer, people. We'll be back together in September. It's not like it's for forever. True, Ashton said, but it won't be like this. We won't be with you and Haley. It won't be the ARTT room. Yeah, Amari said, but don't forget our promise. Every day gets us closer to 20 years from now, right? Yep, Holly said. When we all meet back here, all old and gray and wobbly. We're just gonna be old and wobbly, Amari said. Maybe I'm not gonna be old and wobbly, Amari said. Maybe you will be, but not me. You already are old and wobbly, Holly said. We laughed, even Amari. Remember how scared we were the first time Ms. Laverne brought us in here, Holly said. Yeah, I hated this room, Amari said. It was like depressing, that one sad picture hanging on the closet. We looked at the kid's picture of the sun. It was as familiar as time now, something we saw but didn't see. It was beautiful. And a lot of us didn't know each other, Tiago said. We all just were like, what's this thing? And it was us, I said. That thing that we were so scared of was just us together. Yep, Tiago said. He smiled at me, his glasses glinting. Beneath them, I noticed how pretty his eyes were. Isn't that crazy? And Esteban, Ashton said softly, Esteban was here. Never gonna forget Esteban. We all got quiet. Some part of him is still here, Holly said. Yeah, Amari said. That's true. Yeah, the rest of us said. We still have his voice and his dad's poetry, I said. He left that for us, for us to keep forever. Amari opened his drawing pad and flipped through the pages until he came to a brightly colored picture. That's us, he said, and that's a harbor. He carefully tore the drawing from his book. Then, without saying anything, he walked over to the picture of the sun, pulled one of the thumbtacks from it, and hung his picture beside it. We all stared at it. It was us, and like the picture of the sun, it too was beautiful. Chapter 40 The light has shifted now, and the Altheanus tree has turned to a shadow in the dusk. I turn the recorder off and sit on my bed. I hear the soft swish of the ceiling fan in the hallway. Outside, little kids on the block are playing a game of tag, yelling, not it, not it. Then a woman's voice breaks through, calling someone home to dinner. I uncurl my legs from beneath me and head for the stairs. But at the top of the stairs, I stop and sit, watching my father at the piano as he lifts his fingers from the keys and presses them down again. His fingers are long and white and delicate. I never really looked at his hands, but as they move over the piano keys, lifting such sweet music out of them, I want to run down and hug him. I want to tell him about my year in the ARTT room and everything he missed in the many years he was in prison. I want to ask him if he had great friends when he was my age, friends he promised to meet up with again in 20 years. But I stare at his back as he plays. He is somewhere else. He is with my mother in another dream, a dream of a place before this place, a time before this time, a story before this story. Soon, my uncle will be finished packing and will come down to join him on his guitar. Maybe they'll ask me to sing and my voice will be high and off key and they'll laugh about how the musical genes skipped right over me. When I was in fifth grade, I didn't know how fast time could move, how you could wake up one day and so much around you had changed forever. I didn't know that one day we'd have a teacher who would say, take your books. You won't be coming back here today. And that, and that we'd walk out of the lives we'd all, always known. Our faces turned toward her, so many questions and so much fear. Daddy, I say. My father turns from the piano and looks up at me. Play Summertime. My father looks confused for a minute and then his face softens into the something warm and familiar. Something I knew a lifetime ago when I was a tiny girl getting tossed into the air by him, laughing and screaming, both afraid and thrilled. When I was in fifth grade, I didn't know the unfamiliar would be beautiful and funny and heartbreaking and hard, that it would be Amari calling me red and the glint coming off of Tiago's glasses, that it would be Esteban in the window, a silhouette with the sun coming in around him, that it would be poems and pictures and questions and answers I head down the stairs and sit on the bench beside my father. His fingers are long and pale and stretched out across the keys. He smiles, bends, and kisses the top of my head, the first notes of summertime rising from the piano. I dreamed this moment a thousand times, he said. I didn't know it would be people you barely knew becoming friends that harbored you, and dreams you didn't even know you had coming true. I didn't know it would be superpowers rising up out of tragedies and perfect moments in a nearly empty classroom. Me too, I say. And when I rest my head against his arm, when the music circles around us, when my uncle stops packing and joins in with his guitar and we pick up the song as if we'd always been singing it, what I know for sure now is that this is the end of one of my stories. And also a beginning.